0: Greetings and welcome to Nodcast with Nod founding members Paddy Shine and Chris Haslam. Uh, In the Nodcast we'll be aiming to speak to members of Nod, past, present and future, alongside heads from the wider music community and beyond. Nod bless. All right. So we have... Andy Blundell, a.k.a. Rake's Parade, Hello. the day before his birthday, on the <laughs> on the Nodcast. Um, happy birthday, nice mate.
1: Well.
2: Thank you. Happy birthday.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is it, yeah,
2: is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, you
0: got any
2: plans? Um, uh, I'm, well, I've been invited to go and see uh, United at Old Trafford. But nice. I was um, going to go to that. My
1: cousin... Fucking that, hell. If I wanted to go, but it's like it was forty quid. I was like, oh I'm just gonna watch it on. Fair. <laughs> um who are they
2: playing? Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth, in the, yeah. Car, 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 Caribou
0: or whatever it is. Caribou, the cup, Caribbean. final. Cup.
2: Caribbean Cup, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna lose Bournemouth or I heard they're really, really good really good team (laughs) they're
2: playing really good at the moment so I
0: told my brother and he was like if
2: you're going to go and see United now's the time so
0: yeah they are playing well at the moment no they are yeah they're looking good they're looking good are they playing well or is everybody else just playing really shit Uh, I couldn't tell you I don't know I mean they've been playing shit
2: for the past five years well it's it's
1: the Manchester derby on Saturday so I guess we'll find out how good they are then
0: for real yeah (laughs) I'll watch that now that's a game I'll watch is a game I'll definitely watch. So um yeah so anyway i mean fucking we're getting this nodcast on the go cuz we want to um dig deep into uh, the the archive of your mind um to see what's going on and i guess so Andy you are the nod front of house sound engineer and you have been since 2012 yeah. so 10 years Coming up to eleven years, Uh, it's a fucking long time, man. It's a long time. Um, so listen, tell us. Um, I mean, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, tell us how you, um, you know, how you got into music. What's your background in music?
2: Um, I mean, early on, it was my brother that was my main influence for getting into music. When I was very young, he was in a band, um, and the way it was kind of set up at my mum's house, was like she'd be around during the week, but then she'd be away over the weekend. So my brother's band were able to like set up and practice and write and record in my mum's front room. So for years, every other yeah. weekend, that setup up would be there and I'd just be like mingling amongst it, playing drums, set about while they were doing things as well, while they were writing and recording and doing stuff.
0: Nice. Um, it's oh, kind nice! Of, so you've had a you've had a really good, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and this oh, all happened in, in sorry, sorry, mate, sorry. That's all right. I mean, um, I, I was this all happened necessarily... in Black this all happened in Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. My
2: mum still lives in that same gaff, so uh, yeah, it's still it's still. Uh, Do they still rehearse there? Um, my <laughs> no, my brother's band aren't, aren't still a thing. They went through various um connotations since that point and then
0: kind of disbanded So it's just your mum's band now that's rehearsing there is it yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> what's your brother's name
1: <laughs>
2: david blundell
0: david yeah yeah um oh they were like so what age were you then man
2: how, how old were you probably between like the ages of about six going up to 10 11 12 on and off throughout
0: that period like yeah yeah so you had a good little sort of insight into the workings of a of a of a young band from a very early age so that's yeah that yeah that explains a lot
2: realizing that came with hindsight more than anything it wasn't like at the time I wasn't like oh this is great I'm going to get into this when Mm. I'm older it was just I was just there and then Mm. when I started finding my own way into those paths I went back to my brother and was like yo that was amazing. Can you open the doors up anymore? And then he kind of introduced me to a few people that were able to actually start like teaching me a bit more technical type stuff. My brother's not, he, my brother was the singer in the band. So he he's not overly technical or whatever. He'd say that himself. Mm. Um, it was kind of his mm. best mate, Kev, who was almost like an adopted brother of mine at the time. Um, yeah. He sort of yeah. opened o- opened the technical door and started showing me yeah. more of that stuff.
0: So was that where you really like, did you fall in love with the tech side of things from an early age?
2: No, I wouldn't. That statement isn't completely correct, but I was I was very au fait with it straight away. I didn't feel intimidated by it. And I was able through them again to like borrow bits of equipment and just have like a four track recorder in front of me at the age of 14 and like just feel my way through it and figure it out. Like I said, I didn't feel intimidated yeah. by any of those pieces of equipment. So it's just like, right, plug this in here. What works? How can I send that over there? Like, all right, I've got a signal running now. Like, how do I record this? Like, yeah, yeah. It was just, a, like I said, feeling feeling my way through those pieces of equipment and figuring it out.
0: Okay. So, nice. And, like, so obviously you make your own music too, or you, you definitely used to make a lot of music. I don't know if you're making it as much these days. No. But. You found yourself kind of sliding into the a tech role. Was that was that mainly due to your sort of experience working with um, the sound system? With um, what was the name of the sound system crew that you were running from Blackpool? Originally, was it? It was, they were called, called Herbal
2: Herbal Sessions. So yeah, we we started putting nights Herbal on. Herbal Sessions. That's oh, right. That, that crew started putting nights on, and then. Um, a sound system started being built around them and then from there was like once it was up and running the guy who built it was like I knew how to build it and put it together but I don't know how to make it sound right so that's when that's when I came in it was like he put it together and I made it sound the way it should right so it's his, okay. bra- his brain you-
0: his brain and my ears How how did you know to do that you know, had you had you studied sound engineering or what or a you just bit. had a natural feel for it or what
2: I did um the first course I did after school was like it was like music production with performance so there was elements of, of that course that were doing both things and that's when I actually got like my first bits of hand-on experience on a mixing desk mixing mixing live music um yeah, those, I didn't okay. really learn much about sound system, to be honest, but you learn about EQ. So if you know about room EQ,
0: then you know, you know how, yeah. to, how to EQ a rig, essentially. Cool. Cool. Oh, ah, well, so, I mean, you were fairly young at that stage then, were you, in your late teens? Yeah, it'd probably just just leaving school, yeah. was probably like
2: 16, 17. <laughs> Did you have anyone mentoring you through that stage, or
1: was it kind of just like, you know, Researching yourself,
2: yeah yeah, yeah it, it was more like that, and then it was like doing collaboration things with other sound system crews, and just picking up tips and techniques off those guys, really, yeah. not like a, a an older mentor as such, just yeah. like knowledge sharing between different crews and groups of people, nice, yeah, nice. the best
0: way to learn, really, yeah, making a lot of mistakes as well, I imagine,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah, uh, can I ask killing you' a a,
0: question? killing a few speakers. Can yeah. I ask you a question?
2: Yeah, can't
1: shoot. Um, what dun, was your dun, dun. what was your what was your earliest musical memory?
2: Oh god. Um I used I had like a toy guitar and my mum had some a, two Cliff Richard live videos. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like get set up in front of the telly with my guitar strapped on and then like a fake mic stand in front of me and then I'd stand there and mime all these Cliff Richard songs along to the the live video. Wow, fucking Wow, wow. And then like Christmas and that when when my family and that were all around, my mum would be like, oh, get your guitar out. Should we put the Cliff videos on? (laughs) She'd make me do it in front of all my family.
1: (laughs) That's fucking hilarious,
0: man. (laughs) man. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, you and- were lucky. You were lucky. There was no mobile phones around in those days. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I had a I did a similar I did a similar thing with um, Freddie Mercury. So I had a, a sweeping brush that had no head on it, and uh, I used to dance around the sitting room, um, just <clears> doing <throat> all that like uh, we will rock you. I had some Queen live fucking cassette or something. So I used to just pretend I was Freddie Mercury, and I'd be in the sitting room. Room, And then one time I was doing it and I turned around and I just saw my mother and her mate just like sticking their their heads around the corner of the door, pissing their fucking pants, laughing at me. Um, But yeah, I spent fucking hours, hours and hours just like thinking I was Freddie Mercury with a half a sweeping brush. But funnily enough, I also had one of my earliest memories is also with uh, earliest musical memories now thinking about it, it's also with cliff richard it was with the young ones do you remember oh, the young yeah, ones yeah yeah, yeah.
1: living right. doll living doll yeah living
0: doll yeah i i was fucking obsessed with that uh, tune as a kid like uh, so, yeah cliff man cliff has got a lot to answer for um yeah so and and tell me then uh, as far as uh, growing up in blackpool goes um who was your like sort of big musical influence in Blackpool then? Because I remember when we played Blackpool in that fucking mad place, we walked into the room and we were playing, and there was an old mate of yours playing yeah. first. With the, Do you remember yeah, what was yeah. his name?
2: It's called Giles. Yeah. I can't remember his
0: second name. Giles. Yeah. What he was it... fucking Giles. He should just he be called Giles on... Wild because he was, he was absolutely.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, the story of Giles, he had like... a hand. No, he had a hand puppet. Do you remember? We walked in and the puppet was like That's right.
0: talking yeah. into
2: his ear, giving yeah. him the lyrics. And he's like, look at the puppet. And then yeah. he like, delivered the lyric. Like, and then step yeah, back yeah, and the puppet would, like, give him more lyrics and then he'd deliver that line. Like.
0: Yeah, wow. he was gas. He the was story gas of character.
2: Giles is it, like, he used to work in a video rental store. And apparently yeah. every day for years, he'd just go, go to work, take acid and sit there in the video rental store watching all the videos. Wow, um, that's kind of yeah. where 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 he comes from.
0: Yeah, he was an interesting cat. Remember chatting to him outside? Eh? He wasn't making a lot of sense, but I remember thinking, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, yeah,
2: what a I character. Did... I mean, he. I... It was strange because I met him through a friend of mine, and he's kind of I don't know. He he had a connection with me because he knew my one of my he knew one of my older brothers from school. So as soon mm. as I mentioned his name, he was like, "Oh right, you're his brother, yeah, you're one of my mates." Do you know what I mean? So I was kind of like, "Okay," in in with him and his and, crew straight away.
0: And was it Giles? What, uh, was it him? What introduced you to the 13th uh, floor elevators? It is, yeah, yeah. Mm. I remember the night. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, that's that's a big deal. That's a big yeah, deal. It is
2: for nod. It is. Yeah. yeah, I think that was one of the first yeah. things that us three kind of realize like oh right yeah there's a real strong link there yeah yeah the elevators man i remember the he, he showed like... me the elevators and the seeds Do you know the seeds as well
0: yeah like, yeah triple yeah. e that's mm-hmm.
2: in it that because that there's a weird thing with them too as well because they're kind of like the comparison of you know like the Beatles and the stones it's like
0: uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. The, the sort of from the street, and then the art crew, the art school kids. You know what I mean? Mm. The seeds were the art school yeah. version of the the, the yeah. Elevators. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. The Elevators were outlaws, man. Just yeah. fucking Texan outlaws. Um, and so tell me, um, uh, so fucking uh, when I first met you, I think it was around the time of the sort of herbal sessions days. That's when I recall meeting you. Uh you had hair down to your arse, I think, or, s- or something like that. Probably you had very shoulders. long hair, and you always wore a hat. Yeah, you always, you always wore a hat. Not much changed. And, that. Uh, and you were pretty much always smiling, and <laughs> um, yeah, and you, and you looked, you looked extremely young. And I remember thinking this lad's very young, isn't he? I mean, what's he fucking doing here? And, and I remember walking into somewhere, walking into somewhere, I think it was fucking, uh, some dance school place where you were putting up, stood in, uh, studded walls for rehearsal. Okay, right, rooms. Yeah. Sunshine studios. Sunshine Studios, yeah. And I remember thinking, this lad's very young to be fucking putting up walls, man. What the fuck? And I was like, where's, like, is the boss around here or something? Is this, like, and there, uh, but it, it was you just doing it. And I remember thinking, that's a very capable young man right there. Um, and uh, and that's when I met you around the herbal days. But I can't really remember how it is you got involved with Nod. Can you remember? Can you tell us how that happened? Because I haven't got much of a recollection of it.
2: I mean, as far as I can remember, and how I pieced it together, how how it sort of came about was, yeah, we we'd have met in probably the couple of years running up to this point, around like Saki Bar through Gaz Pearson. Essentially, is how I'd have yeah, really it was met Yeah, you. it was Gaz.
0: Uh,
2: and the eighth been day, it. you'd you'd yeah. have both been working at the eighth day at the time. Um, and that's then right. Yeah, it was the original engineer at Islington Mill was Neil, isn't it? Neil Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he he was oh, yeah. he was looking to step down from that original position that he had, mixing all the stuff in the mill. Mm-hmm. And through Kev Moore, he he mentioned to me that this opening was coming up. I needed a job and some work at the time. So I kind of stepped in and started helping Neil out with some cover. Uh it got to the point where Neil was like, I fully need to step away now. My other commitments are stepping up. Uh, do you want to take over? So for like the next year or so, it was like me nestling into sort of being the head engineer at Islington Mill or whatever, if if, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just remember be, working in there, you know, three, four nights a week, and then you passing through the space every other show or whatever, and just being like, oh, you're all right. And then that started yeah. happening more and more. You'd come over and be like, sounds really good, you know, like, you know, And that was, that was my inkling of like, that's how his brains yeah. clocked on, like he's walked in and heard things to me like, you know, it does sound good in a, like, obviously we knew each other. um, And then, yeah, it was like, for you, from my point of view, the 2012 tour was the first time you'd been booked for Roadburn. I think you's kind of feeling the pressure of it as such, but, you know, you wanted to go there and smash it out. And I just presumed from in your head, it was like a part of being able to do that is having someone at front of house, Mm -hmm. which is Kind of stuck. So this was like after the yeah. remix that you
1: did for us for of Tony's.
2: Yeah, again, that would have been nestled in around
0: around a similar time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it was right. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. And then you came out to Roadburn with us. And then from there it's just non stop. And I remember I remember that tour. I remember Roadburn again. You've always had this had to deal with people thinking like, who the fuck is this? This kid, <laughs> who's this? Who's this fucking kid? Why is he stood at my desk with a, with yeah, a big yeah. box of pedals? The <laughs> la- the that's la- that's, la- that's <laughs> something you've had to deal with a lot over the years, isn't it? It's like uh, that roadburn. You so young.
2: One of the artist liaison girls merely made me laugh when we got there. We'd got we'd loaded in, got to the stage, and we were just chilling out the back of this stage, and we were kind of like with this artist liaison girl. I was kind of sat off to the side from all use, and she came over and sat next to me. I just remember her sitting down next to me and like looking me up and down. I had these like Nike Dunk trainers on at the time. She like yeah. looked down at my sneakers and she was like, What are you doing here wearing those trainers and that? Like, what's going on? I was just like, What do you mean? She was like, You don't see those trainers at this event. I was like, okay. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. That's two street. street too to- street for to Too street for roadburner. Yeah, yeah. yeah told her to fuck off. Um <laughs> Um, yeah so I mean and then and then that was it you've been on the road with us ever since and you've kind of been with us through all the, the the psyche psych rock days then the madness of the nodrig days and you were kind of really responsible for helping us get in the nodrig together yeah and you had to babysit that motherfucker that was your that was a that was a big big project for you well, we just floundered about on synths going, what does this button do? <laughs> uh, 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 cause, uh, as, speaking for myself here, speaking for myself here, I really didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. I knew what the sound I wanted to have in my head, but I didn't really know how to get it to get it from the machines. You know mm. what I mean? Did you ever achieve that but sound? <laughs> having the nod rig there. We, uh, not well, you know you what? Did. Yeah, I do. I do, but it's always yeah. by accident i always stumble across it, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that's another story, I mean. But for me, it was like with you behind the rig, we always knew it was going to be hoofing it out, and it was always. And some of those nod rig shows were absolutely mental. Mm. Uh, when mm. I'm looking back on it and thinking about it, like rocking up to a venue or a place saying, we've got this sound system as <laughs> so our background, and we hook it up into <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can we hook it up into your sound system? And if not, we're just going to stick it in the middle of the venue, and we're going to play from that. <laughs> um, that was fairly mental. Was that? Was that? Was that? Was that stressful for you? It was a straight because
2: at the time, in hindsight, now, yeah, it was. But also in hindsight, there's like I fucking loved it as well. Like mm. I remember yeah. like that took that European tour when we went into like Czech Republic and stuff with it and like they were massive drives and it was a proper slog getting it in and out and i think yeah. it it caused a bit of tension around the times like ah oh, just doing it every day it, it was difficult but in hindsight yeah. now it's like um oh, it was amazing i still i wish we'd still kind of had it and still yeah, were a, a, yeah. still were able to do that yeah um, hello
1: i hope you're enjoying this snippet of nodcast for access to full episodes please visit our patreon at patreon.com forward slash in Nod we trust. For less than the price of a coffee, you can get full episodes of the Nodcast, access to Nod archive, where exclusive material will be added regularly, early access to releases, and a free digital album when you sign up. Nod bless.
0: I I think if we had the Nod rig now, learning what we've learned in the the last 10 years about machines and, and sound and what we want to get from machines, I think we, the Nodrig would be amazing now for us to have and tour about. Mm. Um, but, but I mean, um, do you feel like that your time with Nod, from doing the sound in the psych role, <clears throat> travelling with us, then going into the madness of the Nodrig, and then back into the kind of noise rock getting getting really heavy and saying like right we want things to be fucking really heavy Uh, have you felt like it's been a really a good learning and growing experience for you as a sound engineer Uh, do you think it's really helped you to get some chops
2: yeah I i think so i mean i don't if that if that wasn't part of the situation for me i don't think i'd have probably stuck it out as long as we have yeah um I think if if I ever felt that I wasn't really getting anything out of it, then I wouldn't f- be as available. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, maybe a lot of it. I think looking back over the times and what you know, I I talk to my other groups of friends about when we get back from trips and stuff is everything else that isn't necessarily music related about doing that. It's like actually going out and seeing other places, meeting people.
0: Um, yeah, and it has to be said that the nod touring party is always pretty fucking sound, it's a yeah. pretty nice, n- nice sound, hilarious bunch of people. Um, I mean, I can be an absolute cunt at times, but you know, that, that's <laughs> my um, uh, Scorpio ascendant, uh, as my wife would say. Do you know what yeah, I mean? You can't I can't keep
1: blaming I'm it
0: on the stars. Night. I, I'm a knight. <laughs> but you know I can be a nightmare I can be a nightmare at times but I really appreciate like when I get back from the tour with Nod especially these days now I'm always like fucking hell what a fucking sound bunch of lads like it's it's there's never any drama really it's always no. pretty smooth yeah um, and and uh, we're all we're always received really well anywhere we've been before because because we're just fucking sound and and a lot of that is down to I think also your your charming boyish demeanor and your <laughs> professionalism—is yeah. that worth it professionalism?
2: Quite, I think it yeah, is, it is yeah. isn't it? It gets mentioned quite <laughs> a lot.
0: How yeah. quick we yeah. are in sound
2: checks and stuff like six people on stage, yeah. two drum kits, and and we're out of the way before most
0: four-piece bands are. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it stands to test for your sort of professionalism and the. I, I've noticed over the years that you've become um, a, a really good communicator, a way better communicator than you were in 2012. You know what I mean? But that's ju- that's par for the course. That has to be that way. But like I've noticed that, yeah. It, it, I think we all have become better. But like it's it's very important for you and your role to be a very very good communicator because you have to communicate quite quickly to a lot of people. What's going on? And uh, I have to say this as well, like while we're on the subject, I asked you about, did you find the Nodrig days stressful, more stressful than the ordinary show days? Because the way I see it, I'm always amazed. The sound engineer to me has got the most stressful fucking job in the building. You know what I mean? Even more stressful than the fucking local drug dealer who might be a bit paranoid about who's going to catch him selling drugs. To me, the the sound engineer is like when shit goes wrong as long as i'm not buying them when he
2: gets caught it's 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 all all right
0: fucking (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) or you're sniffing them fucking sniffing them when you're supposed to be putting a bit of fucking reverb on a fucking vocal or something um no no uh But, yeah, I I don't know where I'm going with that. But, yeah, I always think that the sound engineers have got a very stressful job. And I'm pretty sure that most people that go to gigs who aren't in the music game, when I say in the music game, like play in bands or whatever, or tech, don't realise how the whole whole night is being held together by sound engineers uh, and tech crew. Um, uh, But I think nowadays maybe it's getting more known because I guess more and more Young people are actually studying that stuff. I mean, look at BIM for example. Yeah. Like people, BIM it, that music college is fucking. Where all the fucking? Where the fuck are those people going to work? Do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, they, yeah. It's. Uh, but uh, anyhow, I'm I'm going off on a tangent there. So,
1: so you do feel know.
0: like being a nod has been a learning experience. Go on, oh, go oh, on, go Chris. On. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah. Come on. I'm just chatting shit. Go
1: for it. Uh, I was just going to say, I've got another question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, what, what's your Chris's most questions? Fuck you. Um, what's the <laughs> fucking forgot the question now? Oh. What's your um, what's your most memorable tour experience? It doesn't have to be with Nod. It could be any other touring experience that you've had, but one that really stands out as a you know thing, something that you'll never forget. That almost makes it
2: all worth it. (laughs) I mean, there's a a suitcase full of stories of different situations. What's your
1: funniest? What's your funniest?
2: I mean, the funniest is probably me and you missing that flight to boom. That was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It wasn't at the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, rocking up 10
2: minutes before showtime was pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. I lost my mind Um, in that show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think well, yeah, I gained uh, a new. Uh, yeah. I
1: think I gained a new mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And then we all lost our minds after the show. Oh uh, god, yeah. definitely. Yeah, With all the yeah. Side It's a fucking, it's a weird show.
2: I, That's I can something think, I just you know, thought about. Couple, though, like, I can think, uh, uh, like comparing, say, you know, going out as the full band, and then other times when like just us three have gone out and done R and D stuff. Yeah, like yeah, those trips. Like we had those three a few a couple of years, a few years ago it was like Mallorca where else did we go that year we had three flyouts that year didn't we so in yeah, Italy like those, tri- mm. those trips don't even feel like work it's like yeah. literally just like us three on a jolly somewhere and we've gone <laughs> out for a long a long weekend yeah it's yeah. like yeah like you said, there's, there's no
0: stress yeah. or anything.
2: Like when it's the full touring party, there is a little bit of like, right, where is everyone here? Right, get everyone, there's oh, yeah. Alex McCart, get Alex McCart Yeah, where's the faff? Where's the faff? It's yeah. <laughs> just, there's none, there's none of that when it's just like, you're just like, all right, all right, yeah, rock it up. What are you playing yeah. tonight, lads? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's,
0: it's gas, isn't it? Because a lot of the funny stories, I can't fucking remember. No. I have a few, I have a few glimpses, like, probably can't really talk about it because i mean maybe we can but do you remember the supersonic where it all got a little bit uh wobbly let's say a little bit wobbly <laughs> uh, yeah and uh <laughs> do you remember uh, yeah. i don't i want to tell the story but at the same time i i don't want to like get anybody in trouble do you know what i mean <laughs> but i remember um i remember yeah, divulging into whatever, into some, um, some sweeties that were kicking around um, uh, behind the desk um, oh God, being yeah. watched and being watched and like egged on and <laughs> applauded by some people that were watching us do it. Like, yeah, go on. I don't I on do know what I do now. Going up, going up on stage and being like, oh, my God, we're what am i doing here where's the fucking i was playing a keyboard that at that night i remember really? i was playing a keyboard and i was like why the fuck did i bring a keyboard <laughs> like why am i playing a fucking keyboard and I, then i remember in the set looking we were playing something and I, and chris was playing going, going between bass and guitar uh, it was two. It was 2012 again. It was that year. It was 2012 um, Supersonic. Chris was going between, and I remember at one point looking at Chris playing the bass going, that sounds really weird. I don't think that's right. And then seeing that Chris had his bass guitar plugged into the fucking Reverb Twin guitar <laughs> amp. <laughs> yeah. And it was just sounded absolutely <laughs> shit. <laughs> um. But they're like you know doing that gig and then people coming up afterwards are being like that's the best that's the best night show I've ever seen and you're kind yeah. of like um oh, oh my god man if you like in 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 a war in a battle with myself but um, yeah they're always the gas ones anyway and they're funny as fuck like what can you do you just have to you just have to laugh at it and have a laugh and and again it stands test your are out on the desk while we're fucking fucking up on stage and somehow it's all <laughs> sounding pretty good to people out front. You know what I mean? So well done you, well done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to think I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of other mad mad um stories involving you on the uh, on the on the touring front. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. You, like, you didn't really tell
1: the Portugal one. He just said when we missed the flight.
0: Yeah,
2: so we had a connecting flight in Amsterdam um, and what we've got off the flight, neither of us have, our phones have changed the timing. So we've got off, come out the gate and there's a pub in front of us I'm like, let's get a pint. And then, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> we've gone to the desk to like tell them what's happened and, that, and there was an Italian guy in front of us. And I've just heard him like, oh, I've missed my flight. What can you do? She's like, oh, I've got another flight here for you. And she turned around and was like, that's going to be 1,200 euros, please. I heard her say that (laughs) and my heart just dropped. I was like, I've got about 200 quid in my account. Like, oh, God. And she was like, yeah, I can put you on a flight tomorrow. No extra charge. Just go and get yourself a hotel. We'll be all right. So, yeah, went and got a hotel. KLM. KLM. I think it was
1: part of the They lost your bag on the way back,
2: though, didn't they?
0: (laughs) Oh, fuck's sake. They lost my bag on the way there. So when I got to fucking Boom Festival, it's 40-degree fucking heat. It's like being on the set of fucking Lord of the Rings or fucking (laughs) fucking some shit like that. What's the other one called? Uh, The the Dragons one. What's that Dragons one called? Game of Thrones. That TV show. It's like being on the set of Game of Thrones. Hmm. Yeah, it was like being on the set of Game of Thrones. Just loads of people dressed as fucking
2: (laughs) Game of Thrones cast.
0: (laughs) swinging for swinging shit around their heads i'm there in a black denim jacket black jeans black boots black t-shirt trying to hide from the sun using my black denim jacket as an umbrella just like what the fuck am i doing here um and just thinking why are we playing here like how how on earth did we end up getting a gig here yeah but um, we we got that gig through Fua Fua. Joachim came oh, from yeah, Lovers of and Lollipops. Yeah, yeah. The gig went all right. The gig went all right in the end. I mean, musically. When I listened back to the recording, we were
2: even gonna take the booking, weren't there? We? I think like the booking came through and we were up yeah, there, everyone yeah. it got announced. It was like right, this is coming through. Do we want to go and do it? I'm like fucking yeah, it's Boom yeah, Festival. Yeah.
0: What, else, what else are you? I was to glad. Do that? I was really happy to experience yeah, it. Yeah, I was really happy to experience that. I don't think that, it's an event you know, that I'd it's
2: ever end up buying a ticket to go to. No. But like you said, oh it, it was amazing no to go way. and check it out. Like.
0: Yeah, yeah. No way would I go there as a punter, you know what I mean? So I often wondered, Rakes, do you miss making music? Or are you, like, happy in the role that you found yourself in as a as a tech guy? Not just for Nod, but tech guy in general. Um, but or do you miss making music, and do you think you'll ever get back to doing it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely have the urge to make music, and I always have. It's not, That urge hasn't dwindled. It's just time, headspace, and equipment that has dwindled. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you get. I hope you get all those things back, uh, or at some point can take a break for yourself and end up somewhere where you right time, right place, right gear, and make an album. Because you were the first release on the Tesla Tapes roster. Yeah, do you remember? And it's a really, really good tape, really good, and so different from the music that everybody else in Nod makes. You know what I mean? Um, so, and that's yeah. I think you should be making music, and I hope that you get to do it again. And um, yeah and i'd like to say i guess before we say goodbye it would be like um uh just to say how much uh yeah i appreciate you uh and your work with us and um you know i never see you as our sound engineer i just see you as a member of the band i never mm-hmm. see it as a separate separate entity yeah you know which is why Same you're as... always in the band photographs etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. so yeah yeah
2: I mean, it yeah. kind of started out a little <laughs> bit different to that one. It? it was like, I mean, the, tw- the the Roadburn tour was a bit different, but after that it was it was more like, right, we'll set you up on a fee and we'll do it like that. Mm. But then I don't know that we, I remember yeah. sitting down yeah. with you in a conversation of like, can we move away from this fee thing? Do you just, can we move to a split? At that point, you will be uh, listed as a member of this band. And that yeah. to me was like, all oh, right, right, actually, like, that's pretty sick.
0: I'd like to do yeah. that, right? Like, yeah, it's worked out all right. I think you know. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah maybe, makes... qu- maybe quite possibly one of the first front of house people, and using my inverted commas fingers, um, to be in every band photograph, to be actually considered a full member of the band. Maybe I could be wrong there. I mean, I'm just yeah. talking within our sphere of music. But I think, and I think that's how it should be. I think it should be like total, like team team business and i yeah i really appreciate uh being your friend and being in a band with you man it's can great. I, you're likewise, a good lad likewise man can and i still look as, about 12
1: <laughs> can i just say as well uh you really helped me um with the mpc as well at a time where i was kind of learning yeah and i knew how to use it but i didn't know how to perform with it and i really got a lot of that knowledge from you the way you use the MPC. You know, where you were doing it in tracks and stuff and muting and unmuting parts and yeah never really thought of that approach, but you know, that was a massive uh massive thing for me to learn it. Learn how to use it that way, you know. So nice one. Yeah,
2: I think <laughs> that that you know that statement switches round both ways, man. Around that time like, I was still learning it as well. Um so yeah it, likewise mate ditto cool <laughs>
0: cool right. excellent well i get we're coming to the end of the of this episode of the Nodcast, and um andy it's been a pleasure talking to you my friend uh, yeah, i look cheers, forward man. to hanging out in person and um i hope you have a lovely day tomorrow nice, for lads. your birthday um have you got the day off no, work or work. are you working
2: well,
0: that's cool. Oh, yeah. keep, keep him busy. It's a shame because. Oh, that's good. I was going to say, you should go and have a cabana <laughs> for your birthday, a birthday cabana. Yeah. I did. I added this and yeah. that
2: the other
0: day. If I was there, I'd take you for a cabana. Ah, oh, yeah, this and that, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's cabana, mate, all the fucking way. I was there no, last but...
1: week. It's still amazing. He's going to be good. on
0: the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to get. Riz I'm going to have Riz from the podcast Riz from Cabana on the podcast. No way, sick. You know I mean yeah yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, nice. Andy we have got to go. So listen, love you to bits man. Take care of yourself and we'll yeah. be chatting again soon. All right. Nice one. nice one. going to 23 brother. Safe. All right. Ciao my friend. See you in a bit. Bye. Nice one.
1: Bye.